Hey everybody, I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to Girls Gone Christmas, a series of bonus episodes from Long Story Short, the podcast where we are recapping Hallmark holiday movies. Now, if you're new to Long Story Short, or even if you're not, you can find us other places other than the podcast. You can find us on Instagram. We're Megan and Wendy LSS. You can find us on our website where if you're a holiday person, we've got tons of holiday content in addition to plenty of non-holiday content, but tis the season and that's <laughs> MeganandWendy.com. You can also join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. I would say send us an email too at MeganandWendy at gmail.com. We love your emails. And In we'll fact, read them. Go ahead. Tell me. I have an email follow-up to a previous Girls Gone Christmas episode. Very excited. Um, we have an email from Heidi who says, first of all, I want to say how much I enjoy listening to your podcast, which, guys, we never get tired of hearing that. <laughs> I used to live in Colorado and prior to that had never made a snow angel or really ever visited snow as I was born and raised in Orange County, as were we. When you get a large amount of snow, one to two feet of snow, you are able to drop back like that and make a snow angel. However, I am not sure if I would do it as an adult. My daughter (laughs) used to do it all the time. She was two to three years old. And then she says, Wendy, I have also never watched a Hallmark movie ever. I might try and watch some of the ones you guys review and see if I actually like them. Thanks again for doing the podcast. Heidi, thank you. Heidi was my high school best friend. So Really? I yeah, you didn't you know that? Knew, I knew you knew her, but I didn't know that level of the connection. Yes. So I'm very excited that she's listening to our podcast. It makes me happy. Thank you, Heidi. Well, and I appreciate the snow angel intel because <laughs> we don't know anything about making snow angels. Not one damn thing. Nope. This week's episode is all about Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater featuring Ashley Williams and Niall Mater as Maggie and Lucas. Uh, Yeah, do you want me to read the synopsis here? I do. Okay, single mom Maggie is facing Christmas alone until Lucas crashes into her life and becomes Mm. an unexpected house guest. Together, they overcome Christmas while finding comfort in their growing bond. Megan, yeah. it took me six hours to watch this movie. <laughs> I have a full page of complaints about this movie. I have quite a few too, but let's just what? jump in. Okay, let's start with the compliments. Let's start with what we loved about this movie. Let's let's go high in the beginning. Okay, can I start? Please. I really liked Ashley Williams. I think she's a great actress. I can't tell you anything else she's been in, but I thought she was great with the material she had. I think she could probably handle a lot more. Like to me, she seems very quirky and fun and maybe like a little bit of a physical actress. You know what I mean? Like a physical comedy actress. I just thought this material was real below average, but I I like her. I agree. I like her. She's definitely a Hallmark Christmas movie darling. And so I know her from that. I enjoyed her quite a bit. Like you said, um, I think she was given a dud of a script. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Um, One thing I loved 
was at the very end of the movie, the video messages from the troops. That's always like a heartstring puller for me. And I mm-hmm. would have liked more of those. I could have I could have stood to have a little bit more of that part of the movie. Really? Because they only showed two. They had mm-hmm. one very short one. And then they had a long one who was the dad of the little boy Reed. And I think he had a sister. Yes. Um, and that was very heartfelt. I do think there could have been more storytelling around that aspect of the movie. Um, I thought that was really sweet, too. And that little boy, Reed, I thought was so cute. I mean, like, how can you not feel for families who are not together? You know? Absolutely. That uh, was the most touching part of the movie for me. Um, and I do think that saved the movie for me. <laughs> because... Uh, Otherwise, it, it like I said, it struggled for me. But I did enjoy that. And even the third video message, we only saw, we didn't see it. We only heard the audio of it. And then we saw, like, shots of the audience. So I would have enjoyed more of that. Okay. What else? Did you like anything else? I liked the exterior of Maggie's house, like her big, pretty porch. <laughs> <laughs> With her little fire pit. I enjoyed that. Ah, we're really reaching. Mm, what about you? Um, no, that's all I've got. <laughs> that's the only two notes I have under the, what I liked. That's it for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In these movies, we've been tracking the niece count, and this movie throws us a curveball because <laughs> it's not a niece. We got a nephew. It's a nephew. <laughs> we got a nephew and, and a robotic daughter. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who's this? I've never seen a teenager act like this. She was so sweet and kind. And then, yeah. <laughs> no. no. Loving to both of her parents. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Going back to the nephew thing, one thing I think this movie did a lot of is if you take every Hallmark movie trope, I mean, every single one of them, and write them on a piece of paper, I feel like this movie try to do every single one of them. And one thing we often see is we have the niece or nephew character being mistaken for the child of the main character. And of course that happened here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took not very long. Uh, It was resolved in the hospital. All right. We're going to move in to what is going to be the bulk of the podcast for this particular movie. And that is this little segment we like to call Did you see that? Where we talk about questions we have, moments that really stood out to us, and potentially some plot holes. I have so much to say. Okay, kick it off. Okay, let's start with I watched this movie with my husband, and the number of children she had in her classroom was nine. Oh, was it? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice that. Ah, Oh, that's funny. That was a second grade classroom, not like preschool. Yeah, that scene actually made me really sad, um, considering the 2020 school year that we're in right now and kids missing out on that like holiday excitement and the things you do within your classroom. Um, I was feeling a little melancholy about that. But yes, I did not realize she had nine students in her classroom. Well, and there was some continuity issues because with the number of kids, because later on when they go to the general the commander i didn't actually write down her rank the colonel the colonel the colonel thank you yeah thank Mm -hmm. you 
she's when they're trying to sell them their idea for this holiday plan, she says, how many kids are we dealing with? And they said they have nine permanently enrolled. Nine. In, in what? The base school. And oh, the I numbers mm-hmm. don't add up for me. <laughs> See, I didn't realize that she was a teacher on the base. I just thought they were she was a teacher separately and then she volunteered at the base and there was nine children enrolled there. Does that make sense? A little confusion. Well, a little bit of confusion and you could be right. The only reason I think they're talking about her classroom is because she had Reed in her classroom in the beginning. Yes, that's right. And he's one of the children. He's obviously kind of the main focus and certainly his father would have been involved in this big surprise they were planning. So that leads me to believe that her classroom is on the base. I agree that that was not made super clear. It wasn't because it did show when uh, Maggie and her daughter were going to, and I don't know what it was, like a, a YM, it's not a YMCA, but what was that called? What was that? Well, at one point, so this is what, I thought this was so confusing. They had this basically like week-long holiday party setup situation happening, and all of the kids were there, and they had like gingerbread house decorating and ornament making and at one point i think they referred to it as like a winter camp yes 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 it's but like again, daycare yeah but they didn't make that super clear that that's what was happening it just looked like we're getting ready for the party and we kind of have these activities happening in the background for the kids got it yeah i felt like again that was not made super clear okay can you tell me the text message you sent to me last night <laughs> Yes. All caps. I sent Megan a text message right soon after I started this movie yesterday. All caps. It reads, he got clotheslined by a four foot Christmas tree and now has a concussion and a broken wrist. A million question marks. (laughs) And he needed to stay in the hospital overnight. And apparently he needed surgery and a follow up appointment. (laughs) And was not allowed to fly. No. (sighs) Listen, as someone who has broken their arm Within the last 18 months, I can tell you that your arm is fixed after you have surgery. You can basically go about your life. Yeah, you don't stay in the hospital for it. Even for a concussion, I don't think you stay in the hospital. But he got hit by the tip of a four-foot real Christmas tree. I really was trying to make this make sense in my mind. And I was thinking, like, maybe if he hit his ground head on the concrete as he fell, I, I, I didn't buy it. Here's the other problem I had with this whole scene after he got hit by the Christmas tree. She goes, oh, my God, I hit the dad in the Christmas sweater. How did she know it was the same guy? He didn't have the Christmas sweater on. They didn't have. Still wearing his same face. Really? Maybe it's me, but I don't know if I would have had like a memory in a moment of chaos like that. Remembering a person who I met two minutes for two minutes no i probably wouldn't have either but of course they're trying to sell the love story arc (laughs) (laughs) okay am i not okay go ahead no you're a hundred percent i wouldn't i have a terrible memory i would not have realized that's who it was right away but speaking of the christmas sweater it is the year 2020 Christmas mm-hmm. sweaters are ubiquitous. Christmas ugly Christmas sweater parties are happening right and left. You can buy them in every 
big box retailer. There are holiday cards themed after ugly Christmas sweaters. The ugly Christmas sweater is not a new thing. And the fact that Maggie, Ashley Williams' character, kept going on and on about how ugly his sweater was and how she couldn't believe he would wear it was not a believable storyline for me. Right. So she's really putting this ugly Christmas sweater on as his that's who his character is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he wore an ugly Christmas sweater. How good of a person can he be? Or, or whatever. <laughs> she didn't find him attractive because he wore an ugly Christmas sweater. Now, if Tyler Hines wore an ugly Christmas sweater, I think she might have had different words to say. <laughs> well, and he has to explain it away. He has to be like, oh, what you didn't see is my nephew had a matching sweater. And oh, my brother and sister-in-law are having an ugly Christmas sweater party. We don't, we don't need the explanation. We, we understand. I mean, I have not been living under a rock. Ugly Christmas sweaters are a thing. Well, this is where I feel like they came up with a title and then they wrote the movie around this title. Do you know what I mean? Because the title I thought was really misleading because it was really one or two scenes about this Christmas sweater it had nothing to do with the movie overall. They should have made it had like the title should have been something to do with like the gingerbread house or I don't know, not Christmas sweater. The movie had nothing to do with the movie overall. This suffers from the same problem <laughs> that the a movie we really enjoyed on the 12th date of Christmas also suffered from and that is too many plot lines. We have she clotheslines this guy, feels personally responsible for him, allows him to live in her guest house. We have... Can we talk about the guest house for a second? Okay, wait. We can talk about the guest house. Continue on to what you're talking about. Okay. We have single mom who is all alone on Christmas. Lucas's character who is disillusioned with his job and isn't sure that he wants to go back to it and doesn't really want to know what no doesn't really know what he wants to do with his career. We have these military families who are away from their, you know, the children who are away from their parents at Christmas. We have this gingerbread house building, which, of course, ties into that. Oh, she was a painter who, or she wanted oh, yes. to paint her passions. Yes. She had ignored her passions because she had been focusing on her family. Okay. I have so many things to say about so many of those plot lines, but go back to the what you were going to talk about. This is where I'm really confused. What? First of all, she felt personally responsible. Like, would you have gone to a to a hospital, Megan, and be okay with somebody that you hit with their Christmas tree? I could believe her maybe going to the hospital because he was unconscious. He was alone. She felt responsible. But it was an accident. And I felt like once they co- figured out who he was and contacted his family, her responsibility is over. She didn't. It did not feel like she was hugely at fault. I feel like it was a genuine accident. She wasn't being especially careless. Bad things happen. Let's move on with our lives. I did not feel like she was she was required to provide him with a place to stay. Okay, that's my next question. Why isn't he staying at the brother's house yes! or or his, friend! his best friend's house? <laughs> And why are the brother and the best friend so easy to go on? Like, sure, go move into this home of this stranger. By the way, he's sleeping on a pullout couch. It's not like she even has a bed there for him. So it's right. not like you're going to be so comfortable. 
he could sleep on the couch of any of these families. I mean, he was kind of a jerk. So I don't know if I'd be like, sure, come sleep in my extra bedroom or in my studio apartment or whatever. Like, no, no, no. I would never let a stranger. I don't care if it is Christmas or not. You're not going to let a stranger stay in your home. I've watched too many Lifetime movies. (laughs) I agree. I did not feel like she needed to offer him, particularly given the number of people he had right there in town. Okay, so it was never explained, though, right? Like, it was never explained why he didn't stay at the best friend or the brother's house? I mean, it's possible that I wasn't paying close enough attention because... (laughs) I was really confused. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably didn't explain it because did we ever find out why they got divorced? Uh, he, I just think because he was a workaholic, I thought that was the reason why. And then he gets remarried right away. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he needs someone else to take care of him. <laughs> Gross. And you know, of course, they get along so well, and they're all so kind to each other, <laughs> and the husband did kind of like bump on the fact that there was oh a new handsome renter in the it's <laughs> just weird i have another issue with this movie okay and that is why did it take them a full week to think about the idea of doing a video chat seriously it is 20 20- 20 and even if the pandemic does not exist certainly these families are facetiming and video chatting with their soldiers overseas and i understand i'm sure it takes some coordination but this is not like did not require the level of coordination (laughs) yeah you have to you have to stop the colonel on the steps of the building that she's entering and try to like pitch your idea to her like what what you're telling me again that in 2020 the base has not already made plans for these families to somehow have contact on christmas day no this is not coming down to the 11th hour they do this every year there is a plan in place they've got something going this is not new Yeah, there was one part of the movie they were talking about sending out gingerbread stuff to the military. And they're like, oh, that might be hard to coordinate. And she's like, the military can get things anywhere. And I was like, you're talking like three days before this event, the military is going to, what, drop ship gingerbread kits to these families? What? Yeah, and the military can get like key supplies to soldiers in the field, but I don't think gingerbread houses qualify as something that requires rush shipping on the part of the United States military. Yes. So dumb. I think maybe there was an attempt to build up the military as like this positive force, and I don't think that was necessary, right? Like, I think everyone can get behind the idea of supporting military families during the holidays. We For did sure. not need like the military is awesome messaging. I mean, I right. think it it's already there. And I right. also don't think like the military is better than the postal service. I don't know. I don't think that was the message <laughs> we needed to send it home. Um, okay, so I have a couple of other little things that bothered me. Yes. He gave her tickets to Paris after knowing her for five days. <laughs> I mean, and apparently really? all, 
Did he give her two or did he give her three? Are they all I, going together? I don't know. I was confused about that too. Like I was like, is she taking the daughter or is she taking the new boyfriend? What's happening here? They didn't explain it. They didn't explain it. And when she's looking for the book. Oh my God. She's got this like small town bookseller hunting it down. My husband watched this movie with me and my husband is not an internet guy. Like he likes in-store shopping, but even he was like, go on Amazon. Someone's reselling that book. <laughs> 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 you know, and she's like, I went on this newfangled site called eBay. Like, oh my gosh, this is like the movie that is made for people that have n- never heard of the internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I just, I hated this movie so much, so much. If Ashley Williams is a is a Hallmark Christmas movie darling, why is she in such a terrible movie? That's a great question. And I really wonder about the logistics of creating these movies in 2020 because I know that they had some limitations and most of them are filmed in Canada where filming was allowed earlier. Um, So a lot of these actors and actresses went to Canada and they had to quarantine for 14 days and then they were able to film these movies. But I wonder if it was, I don't know, just a timing thing. Like, hey, I I don't know. This is all we got. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's, yeah, I don't know. Because I have some self-respect because this was terrible. <laughs> terrible! Um, so like I said, my husband watched this movie with me. And so he, at the end, as I was taking my notes, he was like, you better not be knocking my Hallmark movies. And I was like, hey, I got to tell it like it is. But to his credit, when they're having the snowball fight and she throws the snowball at him, he goes, she breaks his arm and then throws shit at him. <laughs> And then a few minutes later, and she's like, and now she's putting his ass to work. (laughs) She is not feeling sorry for him anymore, and she has made him her bitch. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you, because he watches a lot of these movies. Where does this movie fall for him in all the ones that he has seen? Like, does he say, oh, that was not that good? Or, Um, Well, he will never... He's just he a stan, huh? He is. And he won't, like, say, like, oh, that one wasn't as good. Like, he, when I am like, oh, well, that one didn't really hold up. He's like, you need to have a little respect. For oh my God. <laughs> but he will have moments throughout the movies that he um, doesn't believe. Like, one thing I hate is the, oh, we've got a little bit of a miscommunication. And then, like... The hygiene thing. Yes, I hate that too. When she got all pissed at the end. Yes, like she, like she y- jumped to conclusions. So he was oh like, if her jumpy ass had just spoken to him, <laughs> we would not just have said, had this problem. Yeah, just say, hey, I overheard this. What's what's the deal? Like she flipped out. Like he like tried to grab her hand or something. She, she like, like smacked it away. Right? Yeah, I'm like, stop it. I mean, if you're stop that it. upset about it, then it's worth. I understand. Like it's new, and you know were this real life having known someone for five days and then they go back to their actual job that's to be expected but if your feelings are so strong that you're that upset about it have the conversation seriously um and one thing i noticed is that typically we don't get the kiss until the very end of the movie so when Mm -hmm. we have an early kiss you that's a bright red flag that there's going to be some sort of conflict we're not just like on the downhill slope to a happy ending there's going to be Something coming in that's going to throw a wrench in the works. And, of course, we got that in the form of the miscommunication and jumping to conclusions. I 
did like their sleigh ride. That is the one moment in the movie where I started to root for them. I disagree. <laughs> they had their kiss on there and it was like so not romantic to me. Like it, there was no passion behind it. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. It looked fake. Like the whole like riding in the sleigh ride horse and carriage buggy situation. Sure. It looked like green screen. It just looked fake uh-huh. to me. I hated all of it. And then she like puts her head on his shoulder. Yeah. I was like, gag me with a candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> I think I really wanted to believe in them at that moment. Like I was just looking for something that was going to draw me in because I was not rooting for them. So I was, um, I was really wanting that to be that moment so i i let it (laughs) take me away but i agree with everything that you said okay so then if i could lead into what we wished for mine obviously would be more chemistry between the two lead characters i just thought he was such a dud there was nothing like likable about him in my opinion I agree. I did not. I do wish that there was more chemistry. I didn't feel it except when I was like forcing it. Um, I also wish that this movie had it. The script had a better editor who looked at this and said, you guys are all over the place. You need to like zero in. Right. Focus. Can you think of one movie that has eight storylines going in it? No. Right. Like one good movie that you really loved. Did it have eight storylines? Well, and I think these Hallmark movies do this a lot because the reality is their main plot line is is pretty weak, right? It's like girl hits guy with Christmas tree and then you got to add in 17 other plot lines in order to make this a two-hour movie because that's not a story. <laughs> I think we should take to writing Hallmark scripts because... That, yeah, 100% and... Also, that is my husband's dream. He's like, we need to retire on Hallmark movie writing. And I was like, I don't think there's a re- there's a retirement in that. Um. Tell him to get cracking. <laughs> All right, friends. Next week, we are going to be discussing a timeless Christmas. So go ahead and watch that this weekend so you can listen along. Email us your thoughts. We would love to share them on the show. And, of course, we have our regular long story short podcast episodes dropping every Tuesday so you can catch up with those. We would love it if you would leave us ratings and reviews in the podcast app of your choice because that's what helps people find us. And we want to share the long story short love with everybody. So we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.